Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now, if you're like me, sometimes you listen to the news and you like, oh, I think I feel informed. And then you realise, actually, I have no idea what's going on in most of those stories. Well, our next guest's podcast could be just what you're looking for. Today FM's Sean Defoe, a man you'll know uh, from coming in here into the studio and explaining uh, reasonably difficult concepts to myself and Dave. <laughs> Sometimes they're quite simple, uh, but he does a great job at explaining things. That's why he's released a podcast called Let Me Explain, which is a News Talk original podcast, which goes behind some of the biggest stories hitting the airways. And Sean joins me in studio today. How are you, Sean? Morning. How are things? Uh, I, let's get straight down to it. I love your podcast. It's... It's chunks of about 15 minutes. Mm. So they're not, you don't have to spend, you know, I know some of the podcasts, they could be two and a half hours long <laughs> and you still feel like, you know, you don't know enough. But I love it because 15 minutes and you explain a topic and then, you know, people like me feel, okay, I get that now. I know what it's about. Well, good. That's exactly that. I should have hired you to do the PR because you basically <laughs> just summed up everyone we, we were trying to do in the, <laughs> yeah. in the podcast. Uh, and it actually kind of, the idea sort of came out of those chats that we had here during the pandemic because there was so much going on and it was such complicated information and we really hadn't really a clue what, what it was. You had mm. to distill it down into this really simple information. And like you said, like I do enjoy listening to quite a lot of those long podcasts, but sometimes you're just like, oh, you know that thing, like say the Northern Ireland Protocol. I don't want to listen to an hour about the Northern Ireland Protocol. Just tell me what it is in 10 or 15 minutes. So we have a cap of 15 minutes. I think some episodes. people would be happy with 10 or 15 seconds well, on the protocol. If, <laughs> if, I, if I could do that, I'd be a lot higher paid, I think. <laughs> <laughs> in 15 but you know what? seconds. In sometimes in, in the podcast world, <clears throat> excuse me, 15, you know, short form is almost frowned at. That, mm. you know, if your podcast doesn't stretch into the, the Joe Rogan in three to four hour territory then you're just not a real podcaster yeah I don't think I could talk physically for three or four hours <laughs> straight and actually do it but yeah we kind of wanted to zig I suppose where podcasting is zagging because those long ones are all out there but as you said the way I kind of go about putting them together is do it in three stages. So it's like, right, what do you absolutely need to know? What's the bare bones essential that if you are in the pub and someone asks you about the Northern Ireland Protocol or whatever it is, the absolute bare that you can say, and then add in a little bit more information, a little bit more information, so that hopefully after the 15 minutes, you can answer that question in the pub and sound reasonably smart, yeah. or at least smarter than the person who asked the question. Yeah, well, I love it, and uh, I'm a big fan of editing. You know, <laughs> I, I think things tend to get more interesting when we edit them. Well, this is what... I, like one of the things that I've always loved about radio is that kind of theatre of the mind thing that you could be anywhere. You know, you can't mm. redo, really you can do a certain amount with print, you can't redo really it with television unless you're on set. But with radio and with a proper production, you can sound like you are literally anywhere in the world or out of this world. Like we did one on space debris, like this litter that is up in space mm. from all the different launches and all the problems that it's going to cause for us in space travel in the future. But we did it as though we were in the International Space Station. And, you know, all the, you can do that with all the audio effects where you couldn't really do it if me and you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, staying with the theme of space, your most recent one uh, is one that I loved and it's on aliens. And I suppose you asked the question on Let Me Explain, uh, if there are aliens there, why have we not heard from them? Um, and here's a little clip. The basic paradox is that given the universe is estimated to be 14 billion years old and that our Milky Way galaxy alone has at least 100 billion planets, that's 100,000 million for context, there must be other intelligent life out there. But if there is, why haven't we heard from them? There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah. ah! whoa! Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I frighten you? Didn't mean to. Sorry, howdy. The first possibility, space is big. Like, 
really big. It's hard to say exactly how big, and of course the universe is expanding, but it's estimated that the edge of the visible universe is about 46 billion light years away. You're a brave man taking on the topic of aliens, uh, Sean, because, you know, as soon as I mentioned, uh, why haven't we met any about 25 <laughs> minutes ago and I knew you were coming in, uh, we immediately start to get the text from the people who say, oh, uh, you know, do your research. Aliens are here. They're living amongst us, etc., etc." A hundred percent. Yeah, we're looking at what, why does official Ireland and official world not recognise aliens? But of course, Janice and accounts, I mean, we know her here in Today FM. She's, you look at the head, you know, has to be an alien. They're, they're definitely around us somewhere. Why haven't we, why haven't they made official contact that we can all hear is what we Yeah, at. what you're saying is like in, in regular society, there isn't an awareness of, there isn't, it isn't common knowledge that yes, we are not alone in the universe. Yeah, you couldn't say 100% we're definitely not alone, but yet why have we not, you know, why has some alien not appeared on every TV screen and gone, mm. oh, hey, hey, we're, we're neighbours from Andromeda over there, how are you doing, you know, would, would you like some of our lovely technology? It was actually, it was one of those ones and this is uh, what's the great thing about having editorial control on a podcast you can talk about these things that you were nerdy about when you were little and I was so <laughs> nerdy about aliens when I was a child in space and we finally get to do all these things um, but we go through in that particular episode from last week if people want to give it a listen all there's a whole gamut of theories there's hundreds and hundreds mm. more than you could ever do in 15 minutes I think my favourite one um, is probably the one that aliens are all out there and they're treating us like a little zoo like aliens have all sort of agreed some sort of intergalactic treaty that oh, we're just not going to touch Earth because you know, they're a bit, a little bit backwards or a little mm. bit scary. We'll just leave them there, like a, a giant intergalactic Truman Show sort of a thing. Yeah, or some kind of, um, yeah, universal Petri dish that yeah. they're just kind of looking at us from time to time going, ugh. Yeah, some sort of like <laughs> ecological zone that's like, we'll just keep Earth over there and let them do their thing and see what they become in a thousand years, whether we can talk yeah. them and not get diseases. One of the things that always gets me about, you know, the fact that people go, oh, there's this, there's no aliens, we haven't met them. Like, literally, we haven't seen a humanoid shape come towards mm. us and go, I am from planet <laughs> Zorg. You know, that, you know, they could be interdimensional. They, could, look like, uh, they could be communicating with us telepathically. We may not be aware. They could be all around us as energy, but we just can't see them. It could literally be in the studio now and we wouldn't know. And they're, you know, stroking their particle made chin going, yeah, I don't agree with that now. I don't agree with their points. It could be literally anything. It could be that little voice in the back of your head that's telling you, get a burger for lunch. That could be a little alien sort of, you know, influencing your brainwaves. <laughs> There's all these theories out there. Yeah. Um, and you also touch on another subject very close to my heart in another episode, <laughs> and it is seagulls. And and uh, yeah, what I love is you've, you've got some clips in here of uh, politicians who have brought, tried to bring up the topic of seagulls uh, in, you know, governmental scenarios. And they tend to get laughed out of the place. But actually, if you live in a place that's being harassed by seagulls, you feel quite serious about it. One of my first stories as a journalist working down in Beaton Dublin at RFM was about a, a seagull called Jonathan that was dive-bombing people on the Dunmore Road in Waterford. <laughs> and uh, I've just kept the interest up since then. But the, the episode from two weeks ago, it's called Senators versus Seagulls because senators in particular have a lot of ire with seagulls, as we can hear from some of the, the clip from the episode here, which is uh, Fianna Fáil Senator Ned O'Sullivan back in 2014. I have nothing against pigeons. I can take or leave pigeons, but I'm very much against seagulls. And uh, I think something needs to be done to address the seagull problem here in this city. Uh, it seems the seagulls have lost the run of themselves completely. I know the apartment block that I live in, it's impossible. It's not fair. It's impossible. I sleep. It's the last day. It's the last day. Let me give me wings. <laughs> they're, 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 they're very raucous. They're keeping people awake. I saw that uh, they're getting so cheeky now that they attack young children and, and uh, dispossess them of their lollipops and stuff like that. 
Um, do you know, I was down west uh, for the last week or so and um, in between, in between uh, bouts of uh, COVID fevers, I, <laughs> I was shuffling down the prom and I was there with my daughter and I was saying, do you notice anything? And she's like, no. And I was like, there's no seagulls. We can't hear any seagulls. And there's people sitting on the rocks and they're all eating chips and sandwiches and pizza and whatever. And they aren't being attacked by seagulls. And I'm like, where are the seagulls gone from the west of Ireland? And why are they all up in the east? There's particularly effective senators in the, in the west of the <laughs> yeah, Ireland. Just maybe getting so. rid of them all. Um, well, you've, you've, if there are any seagulls listening, you've just let them into a right tip. Like, go, go to Lynch. The competition is much less and the, the chips are plentiful. Yeah. It's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? Because, I mean, the seagulls are attacking us and eating our chips because uh, we've, we've depleted their fish stock so much that they've been forced to come inland to get grub basically so you know hating them is kind of a bit unfair because we've done this to them yeah literally we've taken the fish and uh, now get annoyed when they come for our food and we also leave all our rubbish around really freely available in bags on the side of the street or in big skips so we literally leave this food source uh, out of them it's a really tricky one and like you can't kill seagulls seagulls are a protected species so Mm. if you go and hunt one you will be prosecuted um, and there's, there's all sorts of talks now there's about uh, sterilising the eggs is the latest uh, tip I suppose Aina Lilauna has featured in the podcast and says that's one of the best ways to deal with them because if you go out destroying seagull nests for example to try and get the population down they're just going to build more nests and have more eggs whereas if you sterilise the eggs apparently they'll still sit on the eggs and they won't hatch and you get the population down in a bit more of a humane way Yeah um, and I wonder I mean do they did they always like if you had had chips available for them a hundred years ago would they have eaten it or would they have gone, no thanks, we only, we're pescatarians? <laughs> or, or did, we, did we make them love chips? I think you're asking the eternal question, is the fish part better than the chips part? Yeah. Inefficient chips. Yeah, maybe I, I, I think we're getting really to, that needs longer than 15 minutes of a podcast. Anyway, the podcast is called Let Me Explain, presented by uh, Today FM's political correspondent and seagull and alien expert, Sean Defoe. <laughs> get it wherever you get your podcast. Also available on the Go Loud platform as well. Sean, thanks so much for dropping in. Thanks, man. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9 a.m. Today.